Everybody listen to We're Not Wizards. Because we are the best. And we're not wizards. No matter what anybody says. Goodbye. another episode of we're not wizards my name's richard i'll be your host for may because it's may hooray for me unless it's not hooray for me for you but then i feel sorry for you if it isn't hooray for me because it's definitely hooray for me for me for me it is i'm telling you it's very very exciting there's lots of exciting things happening one of them my birthday i'm not gonna f- i'm what <laughs> I'm not going to freak out about it. Look, just stop interrupt. <laughs> Can't I'm interrupt sorry, I'm the sorry, intro. Just terrible. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Let's try again. Just freaking out. No, there's no point. No, we're not <laughs> clapping now. We're past clapping. But I believe. Just trying somebody not to freak out or geek out or even girl out or even game out because I got Monique, <laughs> who is the game freak geek girl. <gasps> you Who's got it. news? Of course I <laughs> Boom. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not impressed. This is so cool. I'm I'm so cool. I'm, this is fine. <laughs> this is all fine. I'm sorry. I'm the dog in the I'm the dog in the cafe, and everything is on fire. <laughs> um, sometimes you'll meet somebody um, who walks into your life and walks into your internet world, and uh, you know, and they're just friendly and everything like that. And uh, they weren't available tonight, so Monique decided to step up <laughs> oh, and yeah. come on instead because they've got news. Yes, uh, I'm not Big Rodney news. Smith. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I was half as kind and, and. I just no, I just noticed that because you you just left everything on the table instead of putting stuff off to the side. <laughs> um, you've got you know I mean it's exciting times. So we want to talk. We want to talk talk about a few things that I'm going to make up out my head as we go along. The first thing is we're going to talk about about board games. Because it's isolation time, which means that there's been time to play games or not play games as the case may be, and people have been playing games by themselves. I don't usually wave my hands, but I'm aware I'm aware I'm on camera. So I can strike the pose like Madonna. Um Nailed it. How are you doing, first of all? You will. Uh I'm so excited to to do this. I actually had this really weird dream about uh trying no. to get to my computer to record the podcast the other day. And uh, I had to fight a dragon and someone smashed all the strawberries in the field. It was wild. So, yeah, I'm super been, excited to be here. You've been playing Animal Crossing or something like that. There's no <laughs> dragon in Animal Crossing. No. I haven't grown any strawberries yet either. I don't know if there are strawberries in Animal Crossing. Are you playing Animal Crossing as well? Am I the only person who's not playing Animal Crossing? Uh, I was very sick. For about five weeks. And yeah, my co parent got me Animal Crossing um, to for me to do, <laughs> like to play while I was just laying in bed hoping I could breathe again. <laughs> because um, 
everybody's playing it and I'm not playing it, do you know, because my son is playing Splatoon 2 because he, um, all his friends are playing like Fortnite and things like that and he says, can I play Fortnite? And we were like, no, we're not having you play any kind of violent games or anything like that. <laughs> so instead, we want you running about throwing paint on the floor at other people at the same time as well. So he's been playing Splatoon 2, which means that my time to even consider looking at a game... It's just not happening, but apparently everybody else is doing it. I used to play it on the DS, Nintendo DS, and yeah. I, it's it's fun and I love it, and everybody's going crazy for it. And it's just, it's like you're all loving capitalism, <laughs> y'all. That's what I'm just saying. You're all, you know, it's all like you're kind of like grabbing, oh, look at this outfit I've got, and oh, look at these turn up prices, and you're playing like being capitalists, and I can't say I completely kind of agree, but you're feeling better now. That's the important thing because, yeah. you know. You weren't in a good place, and you was. Did you get? A f- were you officially diagnosed with? Well, uh, uh, yeah. The the thing. Um, the- I don't know why we're not mentioning. It's not like you're. <laughs> what happened? I got a vis- I got officially diagnosed with Voldemort. Um, I have this weird mark showed up in my arm one day. Um, <laughs> no, I got the COVID test uh, when hmm. I got sick. And, um, it came up negative, but I was still like showing like a lot of the symptoms and I was very, very sick and I usually don't get sick like that. Um, Mm -hmm. so they couldn't treat it like COVID, but they also had to take precautions as if it might be COVID. Uh, the test I got was like one of those high failure rate tests because it was pretty early on. Yeah. Um, and then... Uh, so it was this weird, like, COVID, not COVID, we're going to act like it's COVID, but we can't treat it like it's COVID kind of weird amalgamous space. It's like the cat in a box kind of thing. <laughs> you can't tell if the cat is dead until you open up the box and discover if the, except it's COVID in a box. Yeah. And you can't tell if it's COVID in a box because it's like really small. It's like tiny. But... You're better now. Yes, I'm feeling much better now. I uh, have been able to go on walks, which has been fantastic. Um, I like getting up in like the blue black of the morning <laughs> and like experiencing like that time right before sunset. So that's been really nice. Um, and then, yeah, like they put me on like I had some medications like a ton of medications mm-hmm. i was on they put me on like some breathing steroids it was wow. that was a good time uh <laughs> but <laughs> but it was funny because uh well i mean we can talk there's it kind of like segues into the other thing that we can talk about <laughs> yeah <laughs> but, okay um i was just just finished an, a round of antibiotics that they gave me um mm-hmm. and then I was asked to join Girls Game Shelf and run their social media. So I'm like, like, so excited, but I can't breathe <laughs> enough to really talk. And to make matters worse, uh, there was jalapenos being cooked in wow. the kitchen. So there's like all that peppery gas <laughs> in the air. <laughs> so it was just like this beautiful disaster. They're like, are, are you excited about this? I'm like, yeah, no, absolutely. And I'm like, meanwhile, like, in, like sucking on an inhaler and like hacking up a lung. And yeah, it was, it was an odd, odd moment, but also a really great one. <laughs> 
Because you've been involved in tabletop for a while in the background, doing social media, helping people out, things like that for some time. And I have. Oh, I- <laughs> yes, that's not a professional and, thing to say. I mean, <laughs> I have. <laughs> Dear. <laughs> but no, I mean, in all in all seriousness, you've um, been in ho- you've been involved in the hobby for a little while. But what made you decide to start kind of concentrating, kind of, and saying, right, okay, this is kind of potentially going somewhere. I'm going to kind of grasp it. Did you make a conscious decision to say, right, let's just run a hundred miles an hour and see what happens? Uh, or yeah, actually, I kind of did. Um, so. Let's see, a few years ago, my daughter, uh, it, was, it was a crazy year. It was, uh, my daughter was diagnosed with Wilms tumor. Uh, mm. And so she had to go through chemotherapy and she like basically lived in a hospital for about nine months during that time. Mm. And uh, my son was diagnosed as being on the spectrum. So he has like a speech wow. and uh disorder that we found out right as she started chemo and then I uh, left my (laughs) co-parents a lot had happened in about three months time a few years ago and then like after after all of that I realized like I just wanted to see if I could live the life I always wanted (laughs) which was uh, being involved in the board game industry in some way Mm-hmm. Cause it was like this big thing that like everybody knows, like among my acquaintance knows that I love it, but, uh, nobody at the time played any games and they'd be like, Oh, we don't want to do that. We'd hate to, uh, enjoy things you do. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so I just started to talk to people online about it instead. Yeah. And, uh, like, you know, a lot of people got started with the geek and sundry. I had been playing board games, but really hadn't become, I guess, like a hobbyist uh, until, I don't, know, I don't know if that's the right word, but I had, hadn't really jumped off the deep end until after I had discovered um, or came across actual Olds videos. Oh, yeah, and yeah. he was fantastic for getting really good game recommendations that looked appealing, were fun and easy and engaging to play. And um, then I was able to get more people to the table because I had something more to offer them than like... Uh, and I'm so clever game, which I like, but can yeah. be not great to introduce somebody into the hobby. So, um, so there was like a ton of different games that he was able to recommend that really helped me get more games to the table. And the more I taught people to play, the more I loved getting other people to the table almost more than I love playing games myself is just watching people play and watching them just come together and experience that. So that's, I knew I wanted to do something like that. So you felt like an ambassador then? Yeah. <laughs> like I got my Basically. dad into gaming. Yeah. Wow. Fun. Really? Yeah. Well, it's something to do, isn't it? It's like, it's like you can sit around dinner time and everybody kind of like, you can talk away, but there's a point where people say like, can we all just shut up because I want to eat? <laughs> But I think the thing about board games is it kind of like it's it's a catalyst sometimes, especially if you're playing a simple game for everybody to kind of play, kind of keep around. Um, 
and have a conversation and have a little chat and it's all kind of relaxing and it doesn't have to be kind of competitive and it has to be it can be really really nice and and, and, and kind of be pretty cool what what kind of stuff you've been enjoying or what kind of stuff were you enjoying before this all kick, kicked off uh it's um so i got to Dice Tower West. I got to go to Dice Tower West and I fell in love with La Havre there. All right. I really enjoyed that one. Um, and then I was coming home from Gamma, like right as the world was shutting down. <laughs> and so. Just dropping around all the. All the shows, and then I went to this con, and then I went to this con, and then... I mean, they're like the two closest ones to me, because I'm on the West Coast. That's cool, yeah. That's so- yeah, okay. fair enough. <laughs> yeah, uh, and I was coming home from Gamma, and uh, I stopped and picked up Quacks of Quedlinburg, because that was something else I had played at Dice Tower. And I was like, you yeah. know what? I could probably get my daughter to play this. My daughter enjoys board games, but won't ask to play them, and usually, like, it's real touch and go, but she loves painting miniatures. But uh, I brought home Clocks of Quedlinburg <clears throat> as I was driving home, and then we just played a lot of that, <laughs> a lot of that. What is it? What is it about it? Because I've not played it, and people keep on going about it. I've seen people playing it, and all I see them is like putting their hands in a bag and then getting really excited or getting really annoyed. <laughs> That's and fair. then getting their getting their little whatever, and then just putting it down in some kind of circular thing. Am I missing? Am I missing something? I mean, if you were the ambassador for Quedlinburg, how would you be selling? <laughs> how would you be selling the quacks to me? Um, it's just fun. It was um. <laughs> so I uh. Oh gosh. Um, <laughs> uh, what I enjoyed personally about Quacks of Quedlinburg is um, I am a very like sensual player. Like I love playing with bits and chits and mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. all those components. And at Dice Tower West, they had those acrylic pieces, which just clacked so beautifully. And um, during my turns, I just noticed I'd keep putting my hands in there to mess around. So not maybe the most sanitary thing to be playing at a convention, but there you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't know. It's, I knew that my daughter would like it. So I brought that home and she did. And what it is, is like, you have these, like, even with the cardboard tokens that come with the game, you have these little pieces, you have like, it's almost like you're building a recipe or you're cooking. And we tend to mm-hmm. really like cooking simulator video games and cooking games at home. So mm-hmm. and we like to cook. Uh, so it kind of added that appeal to it. It got my daughter really engaged in a way that a lot of games don't always connect with her. Um, yeah. So I, it's it's hard to say what exactly it is, and I'm so terrible at like <laughs> building this picture. But uh, for me, it's just the great part about it is is like how many other people love it. From like uh, I run a local board game group, and like the super heavy, serious, crunchy Euro guys were just playing this nonstop, and. I never thought I, I wasn't going to look too close into it, but seeing so many different people from like new gamers to like the super dry gamers going like, yeah, let's play quacks. I was like, okay, like, what is this? And so I gave it a try. I really like it. You, it's, it's got a lot of that tactile sensation that I really like. Yeah. And there's a little bit of push your luck to it, but even if you bust, you're not completely 
uh, put out of the game or out of the round. Um, my dad is a huge push your luck fan. Um, watching him play something like Six Nimmit or Roll for It is absolutely hilarious because, like, mm. he gets like <laughs> he gets that like poker player look where he's like, just one more, just one more. So uh, <laughs> I love watching people do that. Um, so I like what the game brings out in other people for me, and that's generally what I like about it. <laughs> is that is is that you as you to a T then are you quite empathetic as a player? As in you said you kinda like if I'm guessing and I'm gonna I'm gonna assume a lot of stuff and you're gonna say shut up. But <laughs> I'm gonna guess that you would rather have a game a game night where everybody around you has an absolute blast and has an amazing time then if one person walks away and kind of says actually I didn't enjoy myself that sounds to me like that's the type of thing that you would go ah damn it I've just yeah that's disappointing kind of thing yeah yeah I tend to really be kind of like a at the local board game group, I'm over board game matchmaker I love people mm. I think people are absolutely fascinating um yeah so I love, like, we get a lot of new people that are constantly coming into the group as well. And uh, my, like, official post is, like, to greet them and, like, get to know them a little bit. Like, what do you like to play? Uh, mm-hmm. Well, what do you enjoy besides games if you're new to it or if you're just curious about it? And then getting uh, an experience to match them. So I don't, like, aside from just playing with the chits and bits and tokens, I also really love to play with the experience that people are going to have um, and to try and tailor, like, an experience to a person. So, like, that is, like, my ideal is being some sort of board game matchmaker. It's like, oh, you want to feel clever? All right, cool. What do you think about this one? Like, oh, you're just feeling mm-hmm. really playful and ridiculous? Like, someone mm-hmm. has died. <laughs> so <it's> just, <laughs> which, I mean... It's like a little party game, but it's it's been really it's been a pretty good hit for like uh, a casual entry into into the, the hobby. So I just I don't know. I just love watching people have fun. <laughs> I got I've got a controversial question for you then because the subject of gatekeeping hmm. in the hobby kind of keeps coming up. In fact, there was a post on Reddit today somebody talking about gatekeeping in the hobby. Now, I think people get confused in the language of that. I think there's gatekeeping, which is, I don't want people in my hobby because they're going to wreck it. And therefore, unless you've played 52, 18 XX games, I don't want you playing. But there's also the other side of the hobby where they, it's not gatekeeping, it's like what you're doing, which is the ambassadorship, the guidance, that I think there's sometimes a need for somebody to stand up and say, like, I'm the key master, like the Ghostbusters. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, but somebody comes in and they say, right, I'm going to sit down, let's play. I want to play Terraform. I'll, I want to play Terraforming Mars. And it's somebody that sits down and says, well, if you've not played many games, then this maybe isn't the best game to you what's the first kind of game that you tried and kind of guide them on that way and i seen it was really interesting seeing how people are arguing over the definition of what kind of gatekeeping means and everybody seemed to have very very kind of good in, good intentions and i've kind of i've kind of seen it but i also i know i know people who like their space 
kind of in the hobby and the thought of other people in the hobby kind of scares them because they have kind of control over it as well. It's kind of weird. I don't know what your what your thoughts are. I'm all for everybody getting involved in board games because it means more people for me to talk to, yes. which I'm always happy about. <laughs> you know, and somebody new and it coming in. But I'm also aware that if I was sitting down with a game for the first time and it was an overly complicated one, I wouldn't necessarily want... Um, somebody coming in and sitting down who then realised that we spent the first hour and a half explaining the rules. Yeah. <laughs> and then they'd be like, oh, this is, I thought we were playing games. I didn't realise we were, like, in a lecture. I would have gone to university. But I didn't know what your your thoughts... It's like dropping in a really big, heavy kind of... <laughs> yeah. ...topic, but... No. But you seem, seem well-placed <laughs> to cover it because that seems to be, you know, what you're doing. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. And that's absolutely what I love. <laughs> but uh, as far as like the gatekeeping, like I think, um, again, board games are, are about having unique experiences with people. And, mm. um, and that's why it's just like when I'm meeting someone and introducing them to the board games for the first time, I like to kind of read them and get a sense of like who they are, what they enjoy in life as a whole. So I could tailor down what kind of experiences they're after. Like if someone's just like, Oh, you know, I just spend a lot of time listening to the cure and watching Tim Burton movies. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, reading a lot of, no, uh, no, with us here. Allen <laughs> Poe. I may not, I may recommend one game over another game for them. Mm, yeah, yeah. But I also love that part of playing is learning about the person through the mm -hmm. experience of introducing to the game. I mean, I have a my uh, absolutely amazing brother in law who's not a serious gamer by any stretch of the imagination, but really loved his experience for this playing Risk when he was younger and uh, Starcraft and like very early Warcraft. Um, and then he saw Scythe, and his eyes got so big. <laughs> oh, yeah. But see, the thing is about see the thing is about Scythe, and I spoke about Scythe quite recently. Is it's not it's not necessarily the game that I would put together with Risk because it's completely different. No, yeah, but that was what he wanted to play. Like yeah. we, you know, we have this huge shelf full of games but he zeroed in on that one and goes what is this? I want to play this and we're like uh, are you sure you don't want to try one of the games with a shorter introduction like an introduction like a game with you know that we could get to play in about 10 minutes and he's just like no this and he played it and he loved it and he now he like went out and got all of the size <laughs> <laughs> all of the size. All of the size. But he, like, that was a perfect gateway game for him. Uh, yeah. And, like, another and co cousin of mine, same thing. Like, that ended up being another perfect gateway for him. But, like, uh, for my family, Billionaire Banshee ended up being the one thing that, like, opened up gaming for them. <laughs> uh, you know. And as I say, it depends. And I... As a t as I said, I was reading through these these um, replies, and the folk were just saying, "But there's no there's no such thing as gatekeeping." And then people are going, "Well, you know, actually there is." Absolutely. But I don't I don't know if that if there's a kind of a definition of inclusion in gatekeeping. 
and I think it's kind of going along that side of things because he talked about a Facebook group where they were talking about certain people's experiences going into the friendly local game show and f- store and feeling shut out. Mm-hmm. Yep, I get that a lot. I am um, uh, I'm mixed. I am both black and white. Uh, I have a bubbly kind of personality a lot of the times mm, when yeah, people yeah. are meeting me. And I can't tell you how many times I have to play I, do, I don't want to play that game, but I feel like I have to play mm. a game anytime I go into a new store where it's just like uh, a lot of stores just aren't great at like not doing the hey little lady have you ever played Catan when I come in uh, or they assume that I'm there with someone else who's gotten me into gaming or something. So, like, it sucks. It absolutely mm. is, like, the worst feeling of experience to go in and be feeling like I either A, have to name all the crunchy, dry, heavy euros that I enjoy, or... Can you? <laughs> I don't want to. I don't <laughs> like that game. This <laughs> is like, yeah, I do like these games, but the thing is, like, there's no winning in those games. Like, when I was younger, I was very, very much into punk music and they like that is also a place that is just rife with gatekeeping or it's just like well what bands do you listen to oh that's did you dad have big, punk <laughs> or something did you have big hair no did you have big spike sp- no no i've never had I, my hair is super fine like a baby's so really? i've never been able to do anything super wild with it i've gotten some did like rainbow braids <laughs> diet yeah, for a little while, but it just destroyed my hair, so I stopped. <laughs> I know. It's so heartbreaking. So heartbreaking. It- no, then, like, nose rings and stuff like that, did you get, like, you know, all the ears pierced and all the noses pierced and everywhere pierced? And- yes. I have uh, my eyebrow ring. Wow. Uh, it's not in right now. And then I had my nose pierced a couple times, but I'm thinking about getting it pierced here in the middle. I'm very, I really love piercings. I don't really have any in right now, but I'm, I love them. I love piercings and I love tattoos, but then finding a tattoo artist that can work with melanin is a hard thing to do as well. So. All uh, right. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it's a, it's a challenge trying to um, find places in the world that are open and accepting and inclusive a lot of the times. So when you do find those places, it is like, for me, a whole new reason to celebrate, which is like my favorite thing to do. Like I love celebrating (laughs) people and experiences and other people's work. And like, oh, there's so many good things to celebrate. Even if they're a little mundane, it just kind of helps me get through my days as to like, that was awesome. (laughs) (laughs) It's just going about. I'm waving my hands in the air because I feel. But no, I. <laughs> I get. I as I say, I totally get. It. And the reason I was asking was because it's like, as I say, I think there was confusion over the definition of the term, and yeah. yeah. And I think it's difficult to say there's an issue with something if you've not experienced an issue with something, and then there's people that say, "Well, I've never experienced an issue with something, therefore it doesn't exist." But it is kind of like a penguin saying they've never been sunburnt <laughs> or got sand in their swimming costume. And therefore, getting sand in your swimming costume as a penguin is, you know, that getting sand anywhere just doesn't exist. <laughs> I mean, that's not a thing. But I see people shouting about it all the time. And I just say, as 
as um, and I was thinking about this today because one thing that's happened was that I got um, I got Tang Garden sent to me and um, to look at and it's just it's absolutely stunning and um, normally when I get a game coming in um, it's a case of well what is that why do you need more of them hide it away from me or whatever I don't want to see it but what's happened is in the terms of us being on lockdown and the isolation I think I don't remember playing so many board games with my partner as much as we have and our little boy as much as we have because they're kind of really getting kind of into it so the reaction when it was like Tang Garden was like wow that looks pretty that looks pretty cool it's pretty and I don't know if you've seen Tang Garden but it's got actual it's got trees like it in like photosynthesis and it's got little pagodas and it's got beautiful little miniatures and everything like that and you're actually your your job is you've got to build this garden and it just looks absolutely fantastic so it's kind of like I'm just wondering kind of going forward when we get into the point where things start to ease off there is actually going to be more even more people playing board games coming out because it's going to be are you going at the club to play games with your friends can I come up can I come along and play as well? Because for the last six weeks, the families have started to play kind of more and more of the modern games as well. And I'm just wondering if that's going to be a thing, if we're going to see more, even more people kind of playing games once the lockdown's finished. Because after all this time, they're going to, people are going to be, okay, well, I'll just play a game with you, okay? If it shuts you up, I'll just play a game. And the next thing you know, they're kind of introducing their family into it as well, which is pretty cool. Yeah. But I don't know. I hope so. I hope so. And, you know, there are so many people doing such incredible and wonderful work getting people to, to play games online and to, to mm. check in and be a part of a community and, like, talk to other people who love board games that can play a board game with you over Twitch or Facebook or whatever. Um, like, uh, Anna Marie and I, Girls Game Shelf, we have a little show called Chaos Factor where we've been playing board games with people. Uh, mm-hmm. The Brothers Murph have, like, really upped their, their Twitch streaming to play lots of games, and now they're doing this uh, trivia show, which is super exciting. Ruel Gaviola, every day at 5 o'clock, <laughs> is playing games, and I love him. Uh, even Dave and Ilka Luza are doing Luza Palooza on Twitch with This Game is Broken. Like, there's just yeah. so many people who are doing doing so many wonderful awesome and amazing things and i found so yeah. much community involved in that and i yeah i'm so glad yeah. i'm so glad i'm such an extrovert it's like i'm not starving <laughs> but there's like i mean there's more games please ross at more games please yes. he's screaming all the time and he's just um i could listen to him read menus yeah i could listen to his hair read menus because he's just like <laughs> i just there's something very very calming it's like if you have like a rough day and you have you sit down and you wanted somebody to come over and say they're there, have a cup of tea, you know, and a biscuit or a cookie. Yeah. Being American, <laughs> if he said that to you, you'd instantly feel okay. I'm calming. Straight away, I'm kind of calming down. I've also been watching um, what else? Tabletop Games blog Oliver Kenna. He's been doing quite a few things. He's like a locomotive. He's just continually pushing content out again and again and again. So he's been doing an awful lot of live streaming. His stuff's very... um, 
he's very pleasant. He's very gentle. He's again another guy to you know. He's really kind of decent to to listen to. But I've been I've been hosting people on Twitch. Yay! Uh, yeah. So like you know the girls' game shells on there and um, gaming rules and and all everybody else as many people as I can. So if I'm not twitching. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not twitching then someday and I've not yes. been I'm ter- I've not got a setup yet I'm, I'm trying to work on a setup but then I'm wondering what I'm going to twitch if I'm twitching and I'm just going to TikTok instead because I'm better at that but um, I when I play and stuff on Twitch I'm playing PlayStation games so that's what I do but the rest of the time I'm kind of hosting other people's stuff it's really kind of really really kind of kind of exciting yeah. um, ah Paula <laughs> <laughs> I'm like how could I forget Paula Feel bad. Uh, How could you? How could you have? Now it's just like, and yeah, I'm I'm a bad, bad friend. Um, (laughs) But yes, and I love it, and I love like how many people are discovering TikTok, and that it's not just for the Gen Z kids or whatever. It's fun and it's silly, and it's just it's another way to communicate about like this thing that we all Mm -hmm. love to not shut up about. In terms of the, um, when did you start kind of start helping out in the community? As in, when you're helping out conventions, how long have you been doing kind of, kind of that? I mean, conventions. Um, hmm. pro- I just started last year, um, and then community. I s- have been involved with um, the the local meetup for six years, I believe. Wow. Yeah. And like that has just been, I mean, initially I just showed up to play some games, but then I, as I started getting to talk to people and I like, it always sucks being the new person in the room. It sucks. Even if you're like super outgoing, people don't always like a person going, hi, what you playing? Can I watch? Can you tell me about this a little bit? Like not invasively, but just like watching a little bit, but I don't like loitering over people without asking for permission either. Um, but so that was my escape. My way of not mm. <laughs> feeling like the new person in the room was to look at other people who looked bewildered and overwhelmed and going, Hey, do you like games? <laughs> 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 so that was, that was that. Um, but I don't know, just really just talking to people online that love this thing that I love so much was, uh, got me together with uh cephalofair and i've been working with carla at weird giraffe is amazing um i really like her uh <laughs> I, I have know. a lot of time i've got so much for carla yeah so much time for carla and they've been on the show a couple of times and they just um there's an energy to them which they just seem to keep going yeah and it's very positive and I know behind the background they've had like things that they've always constantly seeming to have to deal with, but they very rarely kind of come out and say, "Guys, I'm having a really bad day. Leave me alone." Kind of thing. They're always kind of like fairly, fairly kind of positive with all that. And I also think they could do with more noise and exposure and more people knowing about the stuff that they do. Yes, I love um, the I love the vision of the games. I love the way yeah. that they they think about games and design games mm-hmm. and I love the way that they talk about the community and like wanting to yeah. open up the community and and really get inclusive and spread that through everybody. I 
love weird draft games. <laughs> so did you do you get a buzz at the conventions as well then? I mean, are you just like sitting there going, hi, 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 do you want to play the games? Because I see there's two teams. Because I used to do, um, when I've done c- conventions for my work, I am, I get bored really easily. You know, I am... <laughs> You know, I am the dog. I am the dog, in up. That you know, in five seconds is going squirrel kind of thing, and just looking in a different direction. And if I'm not amusing myself, then you know, then I just you know, I'm I'm, I'm ter- terrible to deal with. Um, but are you? But so at the conventions kind of things, I will kind of engage with people and ask them to come along and and stuff like that. And is that what you do? Are you like? Are you like right in front of the stand, kind of dragging people? Kicking the screen. Just two minutes. Come on, two minutes. You'll love it. Just have a seat. Come on. There you go. I'll show you one round. Play one one round. One round. You'll love it. I promise. Have a seat. Have a seat. Sit down. Is that what you're like? Because I think that is. I'm guessing that is what you're like. Uh, I on the inside, <laughs> mm-hmm. but um, I also, um, even though that's kind of like the expected convention culture when i'm working at a convention again i just want to talk and reach out to people and mm. it's just like if i'm if someone absolutely does not like any war games whatsoever i may be like yeah. hey this may appeal to you for this reason but we have this other <laughs> game that may appeal to you for that reason and yeah. if none of those appeal to you like have you checked out my homie at that booth <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't like i i hate the you know, I'm American, and I hate the way that we sell things. Because um, we sell things... Uh, anyway. Uh, but yes, so on the outside, I'm just out there, and I'm just talking to people who are maybe watching their friends be really excited about a demo. Um, mm. And I have conversations with people who are just kind of like hanging out and passing by. No one likes to be like, hey, buddy, got a minute? Why don't you come play a core game? Da, 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 da. Like, no one likes that. <laughs> but, Do you have a straw, a straw hat? Yes to do that and a stripy jacket (laughs) and a cane that would be fun i mean these days i could go up there with like a plague doctor mask and like one of the vaudeville hats like yeah Mm -hmm. that'd be perfect that's the thing that is the thing the plague doctor like quacks and quedlinburg step right up with with a grin with a grin painted on the front (laughs) yes very joker style (laughs) no don't want to do that you don't want to scare them off you want to encourage them to come and come over Oh, true. You want them going, this person is insane. I'm not going anywhere near them kind of thing. True. You don't want that. <laughs> uh, so, yes. So, but, that is typically my role in mm-hmm. what I do at a lot of conventions. But um, also trying to be very respectful that nobody wants to be like, you look unbusy. Follow me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're, I'm very aware of that because some people, because uh, conventions can be overwhelming for some people. Yes. And sometimes it's like they're they're in the middle, standing there looking lost, not because they're lost. They're standing in the middle. They're going, can I just stand here for five minutes and get some kind of peace of mind without anybody bugging me? And it's like, hey, would you like to play a card game? And you're just like, what? So I'm very kind of aware. I'm very kind of aware of that. Um, are you wanting to do more conventions then? I mean, once this kind of all (laughs) yes would you like to go back into that again yeah absolutely like that's 
that yes, I love the convention environment a lot. I think the mm-hmm. the danger is like me being so extroverted and loving being around people. Um, I have to make sure that I'm just like making sure that I eat, I sleep. <laughs> Because otherwise, I'll just, like, keep running on that social high and then be like, yeah. why am I spacing out so hard? What day is it? What time is it? Did I sleep? <laughs> but, um, no, I love it. I love being there. I love talking to people about games. Um, I love not talking to people about games. And a lot of what I do is just, like, I'll just stand out in front of the booth and people, like, kind of be slowly walking by. And I'll just be like, how's it going? Checking in. How you doing? Do you need a, Do you need some time to sit down? Because <laughs> like, there's never like really a good place to sit and hide in a corner unless you like leave the convention yeah. to one of the quiet spaces, which are yeah. secluded for good reason. But if you're just exhausted, you're just exhausted. And um, like a demo can be like a really good way to just sit for a second and let something kind of wash over you or just take the time you need. I do that a lot. <laughs> Where it's just like, <laughs> you look like you need a rest. Like, you could totally sit down uh, and just check out the game yourself. I'm here if you have any yeah. questions. And yeah. if you wanted to, because some people just want to look at a game quietly, and then they'll invite mm. me in usually after that period. But, um, but I love it. I love just being able to connect with people. I love being around people in that way. And I also love, and I also love and understand my fellow extroverts who find all of that overwhelming and then finding a way to carve out space for them too. So it's, ah, oh, there's just so many things to love about the whole experience. There's so many different people and different kinds of people. And I just, I want them all to have fun. <laughs> how did the, um, how did the game shelf thing happen then? I mean, were you, are you been on the radar for some time? Did you know, uh, did you know kind of, Anna Maria for some time or was that just kind of like because you're quite you're quite forward and just chatting to people yeah because when we started talking <laughs> you were just like hey hi and I was like oh okay because oh. you have conversations <laughs> you have conversations with people and then it's like okay and then we mosey on in different directions but um, there seems to be a real kind of um, genuine interest coming from you when you speak to people that you kind of, and some people have that, and some people don't have that, and some people like you know. I always joke with people because I'm in the a consultancy business, and I do a lot of kind of. I speak to a lot of businesses. I don't do, but I don't do as much business development as I used to. But I, I'm the type of person I'll phone up someday, and I never ask them how they are because <laughs> I'm because I, you know, it's like I. Because it's a joke. Cause I, I always see people phone up and go, well, how are you today? And it's like, well, you don't care. You know, <laughs> you just want to know if I'm going to buy, if you're going to, if, you know, if I'm, if, if I'm going to buy something from you. But um, the impression I got from yourself was, you know, you, you're kind of genuinely interested in a person or you're very, very good at coming across that you're interested in the person. <laughs> but what I'm saying is um, in terms of kind of like you starting to that conversation with Anna Maria. It's a long way just to ask one question, but you know. But yeah, how did that kind of happen? Uh so I'd like to celebrate experiences. I like to celebrate mm-hmm. people. Um especially if they've 
at all add in any enrichment to my life with their work. I want them to mm. know that. And so I think that was how mm. I met Kiki. <clears throat> and then Ana Maria through Kiki. And then Carla through Kiki. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, but it, like, Twitter's been amazing for that because it's just like, hey, you changed my day and you made it so much yeah. better. Or like, <clears throat> you, you have enriched my life so much and your work means so much to me. And if no yeah. one's told you that, they should. And I think, like, mm-hmm. that's my practice in my life yes. as a person. And yes. um, and I think uh, I just didn't realize that that's not a thing people do, <laughs> I guess. Um, but, like, it is something that I, that I absolutely believe in, is letting people know how much they mean to you or how much their work means to you or how much mm-hmm. something that they've done mean to you. Um because we we all need that. We all need to know that we matter. And like, especially if we're doing something we love, we want to hear that other people love that thing as much as we do. Or at least that's what I, I, I hear. I just like to tell people how much I love what they're doing and mm. and show them gratitude for it. Because, um, I mean, like I, right now I'm a stay-at-home mom again. Uh, but like my kids, you know, love me. But that's not the same as going, wow, that's awesome. Thanks for that. Yeah. You know, because it's, yeah. it's an everyday, ordinary thing. It's just something that you do. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's what you do. But mm-hmm. I think it, it's really, really important to tell people thank you. To to let people know that you see how hard they're working and let them know how much it's appreciated. Mm-hmm. And so that's just... <clears throat> That's just what I believe in, and that's uh, that's how I like to talk to people, and those are the conversations I like to have. Um, and it doesn't mean that, like, like I'm telling, I don't, I don't want anything out of it. I just want people to know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah. Uh, it was. Yeah. It's kind of. It's kind of refreshing. <laughs> I'm glad. And I mean that in a strange. Well, because people are a bit guarded, and people have always been a bit guarded on social media. Um, and it's kind of like it's kind of you genuinely makes you feel good when somebody says, "Oh, I really like your stuff." Yeah, kind of thing. It does, and I, I think people kind of would say, "Yeah, kind of," but I think everybody would admit it if they had somebody just out the blue just going, "Yeah, you're," I really enjoy what you're doing. I really enjoy it, and then they go, "That's probably means more to me than." saying I got an extra hundred downloads or something on a show or something like that. Because you know it does. Because as I say, and I think I've said this before, is that I can't it's I can't I can I can read that number and I can and it'll go into my head and stuff like that. And then in six months time I'll be wondering what the big fuss about was when it went up by that amount. But somebody actually t- I remember anybody that's ever said I really enjoyed that episode or that was fun and stuff like that. That kind of stuff kind of kind of sticks with you so you know it's kind of cool yeah that was so appreciated but um so what's you going to be your plans for world domination i mean now that you're going to be helping with the the girls game shelf i mean what are you what are you going to be doing for them is it all the social media are you going to become the face of the games game shelf are you going to be you know leading the troops into battle you just you know shall i shut up (laughs) (laughs) um and right now it's just uh, engaging with people online so mm. that uh, 
people like uh, Michelle and Anna Maria can focus on making videos and writing their articles and uh, kind of producing the content that they want to get out there um, for other publishing companies and just for themselves. Um, so it's just like helping them lighten the load and keeping them all going and being like these really powerful, amazing people that they are. Um, and changing the world. Uh, that's, that's the plan. To, to just change the world. <laughs> and tell people thank you. <laughs> was it... Um was it a bit of a shock when Kiki kind of announced that they were doing the transfer? Yeah. Or had you seen it? Had you seen it? Because it sounds to me that you, you, you know, you and Kiki are friends. So was that a big shock, or were you kind of like, well, I, it was a shock, but I kind of saw it kind of coming because she seems to be stepping back completely from that and I know that she recently stepped back from this game is broken and uh, you know and some people have to do what they want to you know you got to do what you got to do you know yeah board games aren't everything you know right so shock yes I'm not great at working through feelings but I think um I think it there was an idea of it happening a sense of it happening and then still being really sad that it happened but like also with that sadness uh -huh. comes um a lot of joy because i love seeing yeah. people make decisions that are going to be best for them so yes it's like even if it's like heartbreaking to know that somebody's changing things that like that meant so much to you it's also mm -hmm. That, that sadness is also supplemented with like, hey, you know what? They're going on and they're doing something that's amazing for them, which means they're just going to keep being amazing out in the world and existing. So as long as you're doing well, I'm okay with that. <laughs> uh, and I'm just, I'm really happy for her. I'm really happy that she's getting, that she's able to like built this empire. I'm really happy that she's been able to say, this is what I need in the Swiss of me right now. And I'm really yeah, happy yeah. for what that means for her. Um, it's sad. Yes. But the gratitude just increases because mm -hmm, mm -hmm. she was, uh, her, her early episodes of Curl's Game Show and so much of that, like we, I think we were pregnant at the same time. And yeah. I was just, uh, very sick <laughs> and at home. <laughs> and I was just like, and I would just get so excited whenever I'd hear like the do, do, do. Um, and I get like that kind of joy is, is just something to be like so grateful for. And, mm. um, ah, man, it's, it's hard to think about any of it without just being so happy. <laughs> so. It was sad. I had a sense that it was coming. And uh, for me, this all happened really fast. Like, from, like, December to now, like, I was going to school. And then I started doing more board game work. And then, like, like all these changes in the world shut down. And then, like, Girls Game Shelf was like, hey. And I'm like, <laughs> what? Uh <laughs> <laughs> so... A lot of mixed feelings, but mostly joy, mostly gratitude. I think <laughs> I'm just happy to be are here. Gonna, are you gonna? Are you gonna go? Are you gonna step over the other side? Then are you gonna start 
doing content and things like that? Um, because social media is social media to me is great. Yeah, but you get to there's always a barrier. I mean, even if you have like a if you have a great day on social media, then it's great. If you have a not so great day on social media, you can kind of step away from everything, and it's just like I can put that I can put that to one side. Yeah. But have you thought have you thought about kind of doing some more content? I mean, are we going to see you? I was going to say, are we going to see you twitching? Yes. Um, <laughs> you know, are we going to see that? Are we going to see YouTube videos? Are we going to see reviews? Are we going to see more content? Um, from you. Likely. Uh, yes. I mean, well, for, yes. The answer is yes. I'm out there with... That was kind of... That was going to be cryptic and then it was going to be not cryptic at all. It was kind of like, I was going to go for cryptic. And then I just I just wrote it in the sky in fire. <laughs> <laughs> I've never been very good at being cryptic. Um, no. Uh, so, yes, I do create content. I am streaming um, in on Facebook Live with Anna Maria every Thursday morning. Mm. And we're going to start twitching together. Twitch? Streaming on Twitch? That, we'll say that. <laughs> I, I, I don't... I don't... I don't know... Yeah. It is a verb. It's a funny one. <laughs> it is. But it's a verb. Yeah. So we're, we're going to start, uh, we have a show called Chaos Factor, um, and we will start streaming that on Twitch as well. Um, and it's just the two of us singing a lot, uh, lots of puns, um, being super goofy and, uh, so the show's called Chaos Factor. <laughs> and, um, at Dice Tower. Uh, I was just going and they, they invited me on the panel with them, um, to play wow. Wavelength. I know, hmm. right? It was, I was so nervous. Wow. Uh, <laughs> there's so many things to learn during that process. But, uh, Kiki introduced me as being the Chaos Factor on the panel, which. That's. Yeah. It's fair. Uh, I, I'm not gonna. I don't think you need a really good lawyer to argue that being a different thing. <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, how <laughs> it is. Yeah. I mean, fair. I get nervous. I, I'm as much as I love people, they they terrify me. So, uh, mm-hmm. and I also ramble. If you haven't noticed, I, I didn't notice. <laughs> I didn't notice that. You know, I'm not. Didn't notice that at all. Not taking copious notes about where to edit this. I'm sorry. You know, of course we don't edit. I'm sorry. You know. <laughs> I'm nervous. It's fine. <laughs> but, uh, so yeah, no, that was also, mm. that was awesome. So like, I got known as the chaos factor. There was the great debate of uh, whether or not an English muffin is an open-faced sandwich or how much of a sandwich it is uh, on the spectrum of sandwich and not a sandwich. So, but it's top and the bottom, isn't it? Well, yeah, you have the English muffin, and then you have mm-hmm. the ham, the egg, and the hollandaise on top. Yes, and then you have the other part of the muffin underneath it. Yeah, just like like half the muffin, so you don't. Like, yeah. Well, yeah, it's it's you have two of them. It, it's there's no debate. Yeah, it's an open face no, sandwich. Yeah, it's it's a sandwich. Yeah, at least seventy percent a sandwich. Yeah. 
If you took the top off, then you'd have to kind of balance to get it in your mouth and it would just kind of go everywhere and create an almighty I mean, it's not a scone. No. But then, we don't know what... I mean, a scone is yeah. definitely not a sandwich. Definitely not. But it can be because you can, can put jam be. and cream in the middle. Why are we talking baked goods all of a sudden? <laughs> I don't... Chaos I don't factor. <laughs> what, else, what else are you going to be doing then? Because you're streaming, you're twitching... You sound like you've got a cold. <laughs> she got in the corner and she's streaming and twitching away. What else are you doing? Um, I will be making videos eventually at some point. We're still talking about all of these things. <laughs> so, yes, uh, that mm-hmm. is the plan, I think, is to make videos at some point. That's not scary at all. But you should be really excited about it. I'm, I'm not great at self-promotion. Them. I've just been doing them. I've just been doing them. I love your it's getting. It's getting used to what your face looks like. Because you're used to like a mirror image of your own face. So when you see you what your face actually looks like, you're not sure what your real face looks like. Because you're used to a mirror image of your face. So when you see your real face, your first reaction when you see your own face is to say, that's wrong. Yeah. Yeah. There's an uncanny valley. That's not my face. That My face is back to front and that's the mirror image instead of the way that your face is. So you've got that. And then then there's just the death by a thousand cuts where you kind of look at every single little thing that you did wrong where you stared slightly in the wrong direction. And that's always fun as well. So it gives you a great big respect for um, people that do make videos. Yeah. You know, absolutely, and you realize how difficult it is, and then you've got it, and you've got it, and it's like if you're editing them yourself, you're kind of like, am I making this more easier to edit or more difficult to edit? So it's fun, but it's definitely good fun, and I really enjoy. I really enjoy doing the ones that I've done so far, and I think the secret of videos is, or anything, is just go and do it. If you think of an idea, if you think about an idea too long, don't do that. Just go and do it. If you like an idea, just film it. If you're going to be like filming, oh, different ways to make breakfast with board games, then do that just and see. And that's why, you know, that's, you know, make something awful. That's the main thing. <laughs> Thank you, there you go. so much for that. There you go. um, <laughs> you're wonderful. If, shut up. Sorry. If people, so it, <laughs> I can't accept compliments. FM. If people have listened along tonight and they want to find out where you exist on the internet webs, where can you, where can they find you on the internet webs? Uh, this this is really exciting because I love this part of your show. Uh, <laughs> you can find <laughs> sorry, <laughs> it hit me. Uh, you can find me on uh, Twitter as at Game Freak Geek, and I don't think I had enough characters for the grill because that's no, how Twitter I works. Think you do. I do. No, I think you do. Yeah. Yes. Game Freak Geek Girl, pretty much everywhere. Um, you can find me on Girls Game Shelf, on Twitter, and Facebook, and um, coming soon to Twitch and possibly YouTube. I'm dizzy. Just everywhere. Just <laughs> yeah. yeah, Monique, busy. Game Freak Geek Girl. Um, please say hello and tell me things that you love. Like, I, like, just, if you just want to talk about, like, anything that you're stupid excited about, like, 
you know, my tail grew, my tail toenail grew back today. Let's let's celebrate that. <laughs> I depends how you lost it in the first place if you bit it off. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's you know that's not a, no. I mean, I will make sure that we put all the links in the show notes so we've got notes to show. Yeah, basically. That's what we'll do. And if you want to keep an eye on what we're up to, then just go to the internet webs and search for We Are Not Wizards and you'll find us in all the different worn-out places, worn-out faces, bright and early for the daily races at the army bases, surrounded by people called Stacy or Stacy's. It doesn't matter. Maybe Frozen Stacy's in an animation um, with all those different types of places, but do it anyway. If you want to see, if you want to like, if you've liked what you've listened along to tonight, there's a couple of things you can do. You can tell other people about it because that's always nice because we like to spread like butter. And the other thing you can do is you can go to Apple Podcasts and you can drop us a rating or a review. Um, if you are going to be giving us a rating or a review, don't give us 10 stars because it makes us big headed, but don't give us one star. Because it makes us cry. Give us something in the middle. Like a five. Because it's average. And we're we're just a little bit average. But the person who's not been average is rather wonderful. Rather fantastic. Rodney Smith. (laughs) (laughs) Just not. You gotta bring him in. Sorry. I try and be working on my Rodney Smith impression. It's just not going, you know. We're going to put this ones over here. And it doesn't work because I end up going into Stephen Bonacore instead because he's New York. And Rodney's not anything like like New York, you know. Yeah, I but, get you know, That's another time. Yeah. I'm going to try and my, do my Stephen Bonacore impression at some point. I don't know if I'm really good at impressions. I don't. I don't really... But Stephen Bonacore is easy because he's just like New York. <laughs> yeah. He's just like, you know, we're going to be doing terraforming Mars. <laughs> Do you like terraforming Mars? Do you like cards? Do you like Mars? Do you like terraforming Mars? He's going to kill me. Just one day, right, I'm going to go to America. I love it. Right. And he's just going to, I'm just going to hear, hey, it's you. Like in a kind of Robert in a, yo. Robert De Niro kind of thing and he's just going to slap me across the back of the head and hopefully it's with a terraforming Mars box because then it'll be really light <laughs> just like his components um, there's only two more things to do, the first thing is to say <laughs> is to remember we're many things but we're not wizards I, I identify we, as a bard I'm grateful for that identification <laughs> um <laughs> And the and the um, and the second thing is to say goodbye. So it's a goodbye from the one of the wonderful, rather fantastic Monique. Say goodbye, Monique. Goodbye. <laughs> and it's a goodbye for me. Remember, stay safe. Roll sixes. Make something awful. And uh, you and me, Bonaco, outside. <laughs> until the next time. <laughs> That's terrible. Such a bad thing. But until the next time, goodbye. <laughs> I'm waving for no reason. Well, you're waving. (laughs) Let's wave. We're waving for no reason. Because there's no reason. There's no rhyme or reason. That's a royal wave. That's brilliant. (laughs) A wizard is never late. 
nor is he early. He arrives precisely when he means to. 